Hi, my name is Alex. And I'm Jason. And you're listening to, um, what was this called again? Far From Home, a podcast about two Asian Canadians who moved pretty far from home. And the most anticipated episode of all time. Whoa. Looking back on 10 years of friendship and how it almost fell apart. Wow, that's dramatic. That's the title. It is. Wow. Our friendship is that. It's exactly that. It's just dramatic. Interesting. So yeah. for the listeners, today actually marks... Wait, say, say, say what day it is. Today is July 3rd. 2021 and today marks the 10 year anniversary of a world-changing event (laughs) what the (coughs) oh god it was so bad i had to cough on this day 10 years ago july 3rd 2011 the world changed forever when jason and alex met each other at the Business Challenge Orientation Day. Wait, you're dropping that? <laughs> I Can we say it. that? Yeah, I dropped it. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, well, no, man, they can trace us back too much. Okay, we might be bleep that. I'm sorry if it's, if it's bleeped. Yeah. On July 3rd, 2011, Jason and Alex joined forces. Never seen before. World-class friend. No, I'm not even... It's not even true. That's, that's when we first saw each other. We <laughs> yeah, didn't I don't even think know. we even <laughs> talked. <laughs> we didn't... We didn't know the other person existed yet. <laughs> no, not till like a few weeks later. Yeah, I would say, yeah, like we didn't actually talk until I'd say a month after that. Yeah, probably. Probably about a month after that, after yeah. we joined. Yeah, but it's okay. July 3rd is a very like specific day because, I mean, we, we received an email saying like, hey, orientation is on July 3rd, 2011. So that's where you get to meet everyone in the business challenge. And I'm like, okay. That is, we can say it's a business challenge. Okay, we're keeping it then. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So. 10 years of friendship. And how it almost fell apart. Okay, the almost fell apart. We'll tell you about it later. Okay. We have to keep the listeners on edge. Okay. So that they actually listen through. Okay. I'm on the edge of my stool. Okay. So anyways, the thing I wanted to bring up is that our friendship, this duo, this dynamic duo that everyone thinks of. Okay. It's actually, it's actually a lie. <laughs> it's a lie. You know why? Why? Because it's actually a trio. So there's a, there's, a, there's a long lost member of this Jason and Alex duo. And rest in peace, buddy. <laughs> Wait, he's not, he's not dead. What the hell? He listens to this podcast. <laughs> oh, he does? Hello. Yeah. Hi, friend. Yeah. No, but. I think it's kind of funny because, you know, my friends that don't know us or know you think that it's just it's just me and you. That's secretly. Yep. There's three of us. Yep. And we're super close. Yep. And like the people that know us, like our our close friends, they wouldn't really just say it's like Alex and Jason. It's Alex, Jason, and the other person. Yeah, the other guy. The other guy. I think I think we can say his name eventually, but like I think he'll be on the pod in a few episodes yeah but yeah it's 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 kind of interesting yeah what happened to him well he stayed in north america (laughs) we did it (laughs) i think that's for one um because we we kind of started talking a lot more when we were both in asia yeah being in the same time zone really helps yeah i mean both of us were kind of kind of lonely just you 
You, you can agree to that. Hey, right? I mean, you have your disposable friends. Were you know? under the bus? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's curious. It's it's interesting. Are we are we friends out of convenience? Do you think we're friends out of convenience? That's a good question. Are all friends just friends out of convenience? <laughs> oh, truth bomb. Huh. I don't know. It's hard. It's it's, hard it's to tough. But like. Ultimately, you're usually friends with the people who you just come across most in your day-to-day life in general. Um, like those are at least the easiest friendships to keep alive. When we were students, mm-hmm. chances are um, your closest friend group were the people you went to classes with or people who you saw around campus. You know, you'd eat lunch together, eat dinner together, um, and that's how your friendship was formed. And once you sort of become an adult um maybe you have some friends through work you know you see each other inevitably Mm -hmm. or used to and otherwise you know your social circles social events you go to you meet people you become friends and yeah you you get they become convenient friends and then you know when you move on in life into other um places or other stages stages of your life that your friends often change with that and i think something i was mentioning a bit earlier is that Mm -hmm. this friendship in many ways is very enduring in that i'm not gonna say that oh jesus getting (laughs) sentimental he's he's tearing up he's like about to sob okay folks so alex was never my best friend oh shit (laughs) (laughs) the other truth bomb (laughs) well okay i won't go so far to say that but i think what so for for these past 10 years, uh-huh. like there have been times on and off when we have been friends at a convenience from living Whoa. in the same city. And definitely like my core friend group at any given time has changed with the stages I've gone through, as I'm sure it has for anyone, mm-hmm. from my high school friends to my university friends to my post-university friends to my Japan friends. Uh-huh. But somehow... Despite it all, somehow the constant throughout it all has been this guy and and the other guy who we can't and mention. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he sh- who shall not be named, but we will probably name him eventually. Yeah, I weaseled my way into your life. <laughs> How'd you and do the that? Same way, in the same way you you did too, right? So of course. You talked about how we're friends out of convenience. You know, people that you eat with, you have classes with, you see very often. We kind of didn't have that. That's me and true. you never had a class together. No. Yeah, never. Me and you, not that we didn't eat together, but like, it's not like we were... Seeing each other on a day-to-day basis ever. Yeah, it's not like we were neighbors, and then you're like, let's get lunch. Yeah. Yeah, that never really happened. Yeah. So, how did we get close? How did we get close 10 years ago? Yeah. Well, it was through volunteering together at this yeah. business challenge event. And I think the time in which our friend group really started to form happened actually on a retreat. Oh, yeah. This, this is something that's very North American, I feel. I feel like people in Asia don't do this, really, where you go with like a bunch of other kids <laughs> into the woods, into a camp, and you just spend the weekend there with like team bonding activities, kayaking, yeah. bonfires. And I don't know if this is exactly where the friendship started, but I think it's where everyone really started bonding together was at mm-hmm. that retreat, probably right. around a bonfire late at night, 
and we all spoke out all our teenage angst. Oh, that is so true. All the feelings that we had at the time when we were 16-year-olds struggling yeah. with life, thinking yeah. it was all so hard. Yeah, what's funny is like, I asked my Singaporean friends, I'm like, hey, have you had like s'mores before? And they're like, <laughs> no, never. And I'm just like, damn. And then I'm like, have you been around a fire before? And they're like, not, not really. And I was like, damn. And I asked stuff like, have you gone kayaking? Have you gone canoeing? Have you gone like foraging? And unless I ask like a Singaporean guy that literally had to camp in the jungle of, of Singapore. So I guess I'm only mentioned, the only person I meet or the only people I mean are, are women, but vast majority is no, it's not really a, 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 I don't know, like leisurely thing to do to go on a retreat. So yeah. Do kids in Asia even have leisure? They just study all day. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Just all the pressure. But you're right. The way I don't know. Now I'm trying to think. We're 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 not a lot of so a lot of the uh volunteering events that happened, it happened before the retreat, didn't it? Yeah. I think I think like we were slowly bonding over the oh. course of that summer. But mm-hmm. it really was at the end of the summer, early fall, whenever that retreat was, where everything just solidified Damn. and the friend group formed. Mm. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. That's how it all started. And so, uh, yeah, we hung out most weekends, I would say. Like, Quite it was often, always like yeah. in a group chat, it's like, hey, what are you guys doing? And yeah. It was interesting because we went to completely different high schools. Yeah. We did go to the same university, but you're two years older, completely yep. different faculty. Yeah. Different classes, everything. Um, so, how did we keep this friendship alive? A mutual sense of loneliness. Oh, my God. That's. That's kind of, you're not wrong, right? Isn't that how all friendships uh, uh, are maintained? That's true. I mean, no matter where you go, I, I would hope that you have a friend that you can be really no filter with. And I think when I came to Asia, I mean, Aww. I had my brother, but he's still like, he's my family member. I didn't have any close, close friends. And so that's when I would message you a lot because you were living in Japan. It was nice and easy and you became that really close friend in asia ah yeah. yeah but in north america it's not that we didn't talk that much but we had a mutual agreement of we were really close friends but we didn't have to talk all the time yeah because we still had other friends at the time yeah that's true we had other friends of convenience mm. more true. convenience yeah more convenience hmm. but i suppose ultimately like to keep a friendship alive it's like a house plant. Yeah. You got to water me. Yeah. You got to pour some water on every once in a while. And, <laughs> and um, okay. The, like the, the unfortunate truth is that, you know, some people are just better than others at keeping plants or friendships alive. I wouldn't say I'm particularly great at it. Actually, I don't exactly remember to message people or enjoy messaging people out of the blue. Maybe mm-hmm. I should do that more. But and the other unfortunate truth is that sometimes your plants just die, even yeah, though true. you tried your best. You, you know what our friendship is like? It's like one of those plants that never dies. Yeah, no, no, it's not just that, but it's like a, it's like a plant that as it's dying, it just like reverts to a seed and then you like splash some more water on it and just like, bam, I'm back, baby. <laughs> what kind of plant are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know, but like, that's kind of how our friendship is, right? Like we have a mutual sense of like, we are this close if we need to talk about something we'll we'll talk about it yeah um and that's actually one of the the base 
things that's kept our friendship and also the friendship with the guy who shall not be named alive. It's like, we're all, it's not that we don't judge, right? It's that we always come from a good place, whether it's criticizing or like consoling, you know, yep. being friends. Like we all have a very good intention, good intention, intention towards each other. Yeah. And I've often heard that. I think like the best friendships in life are ones in which, you know, you almost don't need to catch up every day. You can probably spend months or years away from each other. But when you do talk or meet up, it's like nothing ever changed. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. And with that, okay. shall we get into our special segment? Ooh, what's the special segment? So for today's episode, we've, um, we're trying this new thing out where we've both prepared two questions and we don't know what the questions are yet. So you're about to hear our raw reactions and answers to our hopefully not too terrifying questions. Okay. I'm going to ask the most controversial questions ever. Okay. And then everyone's going to hate you on the podcast. Okay, let's do it. Wait, you have three. I thought we agreed on doing two questions. Just let's just get asking them. Okay. I think you should go first because you have three. I only have two questions. Okay, I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask your first question first. Wait, what? Okay, okay ready? Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> okay. <sighs> Unhighlighted. I wait, did. I did? see it. I don't have it. Okay, wait, just completely unhighlighted. Wait, okay, we're on a Google Doc. And we put, okay, tip on how to hide text. You put the text as black and then you highlight it in black. Okay. So no one else can see it unless you highlight it. Okay. okay. I already know, I already know your answer for this, but I'll okay. just, I'll just, whoa, I'll ask the question. Okay. Go for it. The question is, when were you the most disappointed or confused at the other person's actions? Yeah. So. <laughs> It's so funny because Jason knows exactly what I'm going to say. I know exactly I what you you're going to say. I know exactly no, what yeah, you're going to no, say. I, think, oh, yeah, you I do, know you exactly do. what you're going to say. <laughs> so I'll, I'll go first. Okay, just so say it. I was most disappointed. And I, and I phrased this question. When were you the most disappointed or confused at the other person's actions? It's because we know each other so, so well wow. that I thought I had a good sense of like your thought process. And the pattern okay. of going through different, you know, taking each action. Okay. Let's so it. when this happened, I was just so confused. And I was just like, who is this guy? Okay, let's hear it. Okay, so you were dating a very close friend in our friend group. Uh, okay, I, this is it. This is it. Yeah. Wait, I knew that's the one it. you were thinking of, right? Yeah, this is the one I was thinking. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you were dating a very close friend in our friend group. Okay. This was like university, you know, you guys were long distance-ish. And you went on a exchange term to Singapore. And I kind of lost contact with you as well while you were in Singapore. Mm -hmm. um, not that we talked every day prior to this, but like I did not, I did not hear from you for a long time. Mm -hmm. And then and the close friend you were dating just just told us she was like, Oh yeah, I I I haven't heard from Jason in like weeks. And we're like, we're like, what did he did he disappear off the the face of the planet like he's just in singapore there's there's internet there i'm sure there is there's the best internet there and she didn't even have closure on what happened to the relationship you just like ghosted her out of the blue after dating for i don't know a year maybe a little less than a year 
And to this day, the closest answer that I can give to like what happened to Jason during then is like, oh, Jason just found himself in Asia <laughs> and realized he didn't want to date that person. I don't know. That was just, I was like, why would, why would Jason do this? Um, and it really confused me because usually you're a man of honor Aww. that I respect. Usually. Usually. Mm. Um, yeah. Mm. Wow. 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 You said that. I said that. I called you out. Wow. I everyone hates you on the podcast now. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 already, I already knew that that was coming. So I'm yeah, not like yeah. surprised. I mean, we uh, don't talk about it much. I mean, yeah. everyone's, everyone's fine. Everyone's put it past. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, past. I think like what you, what you said there was sort of right. Like you go to Asia and I don't know. I, di- I didn't know what I was walking myself into, but mm-hmm. um, not that, not that it was like, I became Buddha or something and I <laughs> went into the woods, but, uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, like the, the experience that I had here during those months was, was life changing for sure. Wow. Um, it was like eye opening that there's this other place out here where maybe I People feel talk funny. I'm kidding. I'm kidding guys. I'm sorry. I was just Cancel. Uh-huh. Where like I, I've said this like multiple times on this podcast, you know, where it just like feels okay to just be myself in society. And yeah, like I think like one, it was going through a lot of things at the time. Um and secondly, like I'm not I'm not trying to trying to get my way out of this or say that like it was okay what happened. Yeah. Um I think the second thing too though is that I think there are all there are things in all of our lives that we look back on um like moments or situations and we look back on our actions and we just think like i didn't handle that well or like i didn't do the right thing here um and i think that this will probably go down as one of those times in my life where i will think that that yeah like i didn't handle that well and if i could do it again with my maturity and adultness of today It wouldn't have been done that way, but obviously we can't turn back time. Mm-hmm. So the only thing I do is, yeah, say sorry. And if yeah. it were the me of today, it wouldn't have gone down that way. But yeah. 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 Or maybe it would have. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Jason hasn't grown in the past like six years or something. I don't know how long it's been. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Wow, Alex, you're uh, comes, the truth comes out. Everyone, oh, cancel Jason. You're going, cancel you're Jason. going for the face punches right away here. Huh. Yeah. Um. And okay. so the question. Okay, you can you can ask. Uh, I'll ask you. Okay. This question. So when were you the most disappointed or confused at the other person's actions? Okay. Gee, you, you, came you, out. you can take your time. We can cut this out. No, no, no. I'm coming. I'm coming for you. Oh shit. Okay. You, okay. you came out striking. We're coming back. <laughs> Oh God, I'm gonna regret asking this question. <laughs> yeah. Um this this could just be like recency bias, to be honest. Okay. I I haven't been too um disappointed or like confused at your action throughout my life, yes. to be honest. Okay. Or maybe I'm just forgetting right now. But this this happened uh more recently, actually. Oh shit. Where okay, this is gonna come out. Oh god, okay, okay. Where seemed like you were trying to sell a digital currency 
Okay. 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 On behalf of another party. Yes. And making Correct. a private transaction here. Uh-huh. And and we're quite pushy on it. We're quite pushy about making this Ooh. transaction. Okay. And I don't know. I'm not I'm not like a very direct person when I say no. It's more so just like let's let's read the air here. But I just mm-hmm. didn't want to do it and I didn't feel like it was something that like it wasn't just a good decision to make for myself. Yeah. And what bothered me about this was even after deciding like nah I don't think I'm going to buy it. Like the persistence just kept increasing to mm-hmm. the point where it was like what are you doing not buying it? Like you got to be an idiot not to buy it right now. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I I have all the details. This cryptocurrency is going to go up. Everyone knows yeah. it's going to go up still soon. You got to buy it now. And you know what happened? I got fucked. It tanked. It tanked. It's true. It's true. Uh-huh. And so if if I had bought it, I would be out half my money. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, like, I get it. Like, it's my own risk. And I've made some very bad financial advice to you as well <laughs> in the past. <laughs> Oh, dude, that should have been a great question. When did you make the other person lose the most money? But, okay, okay. But, and like, I was, I was a kid at that time, too. That was like around that same time um, yeah. of our life. <laughs> but I think, I think ultimately, my, my opinion around money um, in general and like friendships and friendships or family or anything. Mm-hmm. is it makes things messy agreed i really yeah. think i really think it does and i think that the best way to just keep things clean keep your friendships keep your relationships clean and pure well as good as you can mm-hmm. is to keep money out of it has always been my opinion and shared from me probably from my family that when it comes to family and friends you just don't involve money ultimately that it's something that's separate and when you do like you have to do it so knowingly that you're incurring a lot of risk into Mm -hmm. the relationship with the person and so yeah it's just i guess always like i don't mind talking about money with friends or investing or whatnot but actually telling people where to put their money and when they say no telling them that they're doing it wrong (laughs) and getting mad at them Yeah, yeah yeah Is something that I will, I feel against. Okay. All right. So, (laughs) where do I start? I think air in the laundry here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think part of the reason I felt compelled to be insistent is that there's there's two sides of my investment strategy, right? One of them is kind of like high risk, high reward, obviously. Okay. And the other one is the couch potato method, passive investing, right? And I think throughout my life, I've met so many people that are like, I just keep my money in a checking account. That's okay. And I'm just like, oh my goodness, that is not the right way to grow your cash. Like just in today's environment. Yeah. Like you can, you can put it anywhere you want. It's just checking account is not exactly the right way. Um, I'm not going to say what way the right, I'm not going to say which way the right way is, but you're probably going to lose to inflation and et cetera. So I think as 
you were a, bra- a bit brainwashed five years ago on a certain industry. I was getting kind of brainwashed on the same uh, on a different industry as well, and I guess I got myself a bit confused too. I definitely okay. The problem is, it's all hindsight bias, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so it's it's hard to say whether or not you lose or win money. But, mm-hmm. but you're right. I shouldn't have been so pushy. Um, Aww. And yeah. the th- the thing is, ultimately, like I I think I've been learning this too over the past year. I agree that today putting your money in a bank account where it's going to earn 0% anywhere pretty much in this world mm-hmm. is not a good strategy. But at the same time, if people decide to do that, that is their decision that they made and it's not something for me to get involved in. And ultimately, if you tell someone where to put their money, they're going to find a way to blame you no matter what happens. Oh, yeah. So I just... I, okay. Yeah, I, I avoid telling people where to put their money i'm okay with telling them where i put my money and whatnot and my thoughts and theories on strategies but when it comes to telling people where to put their money yeah i think this is not only this conversation but mm-hmm. i think even myself have told people in the past year about don't trust me no 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 like i've, I've told people like don't put don't hold money in your checking account and whatnot oh, okay. but ultimately it's their decision and i shouldn't yeah. be commenting on it my so so my problem is that you hold the same sentiment you shouldn't hold money in your checking account and you were and that was i think that was my issue i don't don't think i should have pushed towards that secret sauce that i was saying you should invest in but well it seemed sorry yeah well well, partially i think i think it's again i don't want to comment on what other people do but it's okay to do so as long as you have some sort of strategy in mind that you're doing it for a reason maybe you're waiting for something that you anticipate will happen based off what you think yeah but if you're just unknowingly putting it in there because you don't know any better then that's like you should do some research and oh here i am going again telling people what to do okay i'm gonna stop yeah that's true i think it's interesting because I only do that to my close friends. If if I didn't care about your well-being or yeah. like your situation, I probably wouldn't have been so pushy. So, yeah. Oops. Whoops. Okay. And we learned our lesson. Okay. Next question. Next question. All right. Let's, <laughs> gotcha. let's do one of your questions, okay? Okay. Sorry. Let me unhighlight your question. I don't have my glasses on, so I need to unhighlight it because <laughs> I can't see shit. Yeah. Okay. So... Okay, ask, ask away. Okay, my question is quite simple. What word do you think best describes our friendship? Jason, I asked like the most controversial <laughs> question. You're like, I have a little kindergarten what's question here. That, uh, <laughs> what's your Make favorite color about our friendship? <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't know we're going for the fatal blows. <laughs> go for the neck, Jason. Oh okay, go God. for the throat. <laughs> My the question I was actually thinking was very similar to your first, but I was like, Alex is going to mention what I think he's going to mention, so I'm not going to ask it. <laughs> Jason, or Alex is going to bring the saltiness in. Don't worry. Okay, what word do I think best describes our friendship? Okay, I found my answer. I'm going to okay. say the word that best describes it is. I feel like this word is kind of a lame answer. It's okay. It's sort of a lame question. Yeah, you should know. Um. <laughs> I think the best word that, that describes our friendship is great. <laughs> That's really lame, Alex. <laughs> what the hell? I, I told you. What the, the thing hell? is, 
the 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 reason why we even have this podcast great is because i I think we have a great friendship i think the way that we're because i i wanted to use the word like clear or like okay good communication that kind of thing but great is just an all-encompassing word about our friendship in that we value each other's we value each other each other's opinions sometimes um each other's time boundaries sometimes um yeah i don't know it's overall good i i think our it's a friendship bit more than is, good it's great it's great yeah <laughs> and the the reason why i wanted to start the podcast is because we have this great friendship and yeah sometimes it's it's entertaining to hear what a great friendship is like you wanted to convince your other friends there that you have friends outside yeah. of singapore sure how, how do you feel about my answer lame that's quite lame (laughs) shitty okay i will ask it back to you what word do you think best describes our friendship the word that i would pick okay is not great oh shit it's not great no it, it would be i was thinking when i made this question that i would use the word uh healthy 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 okay healthy in that as I'm sure we all know, like, I feel like the friendship in some ways is like eating broccoli. First the flywheel, <laughs> now broccoli. What's, what's going on? Okay, listen here. Listen here, folks. Okay. 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 So ultimately, I think the friendship, like, you know, I really like it. Like, it's, it's good. Like, I like broccoli. Okay. <laughs> I, I like eating broccoli here. As long as it's cooked properly. At the same time, there are times in my life where I don't want to eat broccoli. Where I'm like, I just want some chips right now. Okay. You you got me? You still still with me? Okay. Okay. But I know that what's best for me is broccoli. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't keep a straight face. Dude, that's the so, lamest answer as well. No, okay. So Wait, is it is the is the word that describes our friendship healthy or broccoli? What word is it? It's healthy. Broccoli's the metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> so so like there are times in which, you know, like the broccoli, it's it's a bitter vegetable. You might not want to eat it, but yeah. it's what's best for you ultimately. And it ultimately makes you a better person. And that's how what I feel like this friendship is like. I feel like I like it, but sometimes there are like these bitter moments where I don't like it. These times, these nights where I just don't want to eat that broccoli. But after I do, it makes me a better person and I feel better. One, the broccoli tells you you're a piece of shit. And two, <laughs> the broccoli forces you into you. Okay. Yeah, that's right. It's like it's like all healthy food is not always the yummiest, but it is the best for you. (laughs) Okay, okay. Maybe maybe a better way to put it is that we our friendship keeps each other accountable. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes as a result of that, there are some bitter bites of broccoli that you just gotta take. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I'm glad that you. You you aired out the dirty laundry about me push being pushy. Aww. That was that was a good point. You heard that, everyone. That was live. That was some live conflict yeah. resolution. 
yeah man to man jason's conflict never never solved <laughs> <laughs> i'm joking I'm we'll joking. just sweep that under the rug spotter under the bridge yeah no worries yeah. deal with it in 10 years okay okay yeah good metaphor i am okay. broccoli you are broccoli we don't like it sometimes period full stop but it's what's best for us okay <laughs> On to the next question. Okay, let's do it. What's funny is I don't even remember what question this last one is. Oh, you're about to find out. Oh, now I remember. Oh, yeah. oh interesting. These are these are real controversial. Oh my god. I'll I'll, I'll answer the question or I'll read the question. Yeah. The question is: <clears throat> When were you the most jealous of the other person? Hmm. So. I actually need a second because I asked this and I was like, yeah, this is a great question. I'll, I'll think of an answer eventually. <laughs> then you didn't. So I don't even know what I should say to this. So give me a sec. I see how it is. You're just not jealous. <laughs> you Sure. If, if that's what the broccoli thinks, you know, <laughs> that's what it is. Okay. I might give a two-part answer where I won't go into it too deeply on both. Okay. Okay. So... One is about professional and one is, about, one is about personal. Okay. So the personal one, you might be very surprised about. Okay. Um, it was when you were dating a certain someone. Okay. Most recently. Okay. And I felt, I felt really lonely sometimes. Mm. So, so my girlfriend and I have been in a long distance relationship for really long. Mm. And... You come along, you're like, oh, I met this girl on this app. Yeah, mm. we're going on this trip. It's really mm. cool. I don't know what voice that is. But <laughs> <laughs> you guys, like, not, not, I'm not really paying attention to the, to the relationship, but like mm -hmm. the, the, the fact that you got to experience those things and you were so close to me and I got to, you know, hear about all these trips you guys were taking, all these experiences you guys were going on. I was just like, damn, I'm kind of lonely. Damn. Yeah, I, I, I see that. I can sympathize yeah. with that. <clears throat> I don't think I ever told you that, but it was... No, I never heard that. Yeah. Like, I didn't, I didn't feel a need to say anything, to be honest, because it's not like anything was wrong. It was just a feeling I had. Yeah. And it didn't need to be resolved. So I was like, yeah, it's, it's fine. Yeah. Dang. You didn't, you didn't think I would say that, right? No, I, I didn't. I didn't. And the other thing, like, I've always felt about relationships and when I see other people in relationships and whatnot and i think about my own life i i don't actually like correlate relationships to my happiness whatsoever maybe i've just oh, been in some not God. so good relationships but <laughs> comes out cancel them guys <laughs> but I, I i i totally understand that sentiment i think it's easy when i also see friends couples and whatnot going on trips and living life together that it's easy to get jealous but at the same time like having been there myself on these trips and whatever mm -hmm. with the partner that it's not all fun and joy at least those trips weren't <laughs> <laughs> another episode another episode and so on the surface i i see these people in their lives and you know everyone's showing the filtered version of themselves it comes off as very nice and it's easy to get jealous but i know that just look one millimeter under the surface and it's tough. Like life, it's life. And it's no broccoli. It's not, it's no, no broccoli. <laughs> it's, it's rotten. 
It's a cucumber. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Because the the sad truth is that you know my girlfriend and I have been together for six years. Dang. And the amount of time that we've spent together compared to other couples, it's like vastly two, lacking. Two days. I mean, like more than that. <laughs> but we never really had an extended time where we got to hang out together. Mm. We lived in the same city. Mm. We got to live in like the same residence. Um, we got to go on like quite a few, a decent amount of trips over the years. But I think it's, it's changed from like trips as a broke university student compared to like trips as a, as a, as a full-timer. Yeah. And so I'm just like, damn, I wish I could go on these experiences together, but it's not ideal right now. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And the other okay. thing. And the other thing. Okay. Man, I tried really hard to get the job I'm at right now. Okay. And then you were just on like LinkedIn. You're just like, hey, I'm interested in this. Just derping around. Oh, this yeah, looks cool. Yeah, you're like, oh, let me think. I was, it's, and it's kind of like the, um, the unfortunate, the annoying thing about a computer science field is that, dude, you have to prep. The same way business kids have to do like, oh, I have to practice like a case study a day. Dude, mm-hmm. software engineers, mm-hmm. we need to grind these gotta, stupid yeah. algorithmic questions like day yeah. after day. Yeah. I wrote like five, six double-sided pages of just notes yep. for interviews. And I, yeah. I've been in my field for like four or five years. Okay, not yeah. actually. I was at three years. And so I was like kind of, I was kind of like working my ass off practicing and like doing mm-hmm. all these rounds with different companies. And I was like, oh, this is so tiring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, yeah found a job and i'm just like, fuck <laughs> <laughs> and it was and the thing is i'm i was so happy for you you found a great job mm-hmm. and eventually i did too but i'm just like damn i i put in a lot of effort I had to, you're right but, i think the, your timeline was just ridiculous too like from between the time you started interviewing working. yeah accepted got a visa started okay i think so i think long. even but i think even between the time that you accepted the <laughs> offer and started I looked for a job, interviewed, accepted the offer, and, and started, started the job. <laughs> yeah, and you're, you're still right. waiting for the visa. <laughs> I I started in my I started the first set of rounds in like June. Yeah. The position got filled, and then I waited like a month and a half or two months where I interviewed with other companies. And then it started back up in like September. Mm. And then I put in my notice when I got my work visa approved which was like november and then there was a two-month notice so yeah he i started looking for a job in like may or june and then i changed jobs like february of the year after <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile you like found a job interview you put in your notice you like started yeah just like, what the fuck <laughs> interesting okay yeah. but in both scenarios i was jealous but i was so happy for you thank you yeah. Thank you. Wow. And so now it's time for me to ask you the same question. When were you the most jealous of the other person? Um, I, I, again, I don't know if this is just recency bias, but I think my answer is... God damn it, Jason. This is getting lame. I think it's, it's when you told me that you got this job, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, clearly, everyone's just jealous. I'm jealous of you. Wait, you're jealous of me? I'm jealous of you. <laughs> But okay, maybe, okay, maybe, maybe more so than just the job and whatnot. Um, yeah, I I do feel in many ways. I don't know. If, 
I guess maybe jealous. I don't know if jealous is the right word because it's not exactly like I want to be this or I want to do this. Yeah. But I do have this sense, a strong sense of, I guess, envy towards, Whoa. I'm going to say your job, software engineers. Oh. Um, like for, for myself, th- like the actual coding parts, part of the job, and especially in terms of any like more the creative side of programming and not that I do much, but in like Python is the most difficult. And the other thing, like in my life, um, I, I definitely struggled with programming as a student and it's almost like something that I told myself I'm not good at and it's something that I can't do. Mm. And I've like, I've gotten better at it and I can do it in my day-to-day job. It's required, but not to the extent of knowledge and usage that obviously it's the job itself software engineers do it at yep yep and yeah i I don't know i guess it's just jealousy or like envy of the skill set and i think there are actually many times still to this day in my day-to-day work where i think to myself sometimes if i didn't live in japan if i was still in north america Mm -hmm. could i still get this job could i still have this pay it's actually something that I think gives me a bit of insecurity when I think about it. So I sweep it under the rug. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> because, because I know that I know what the talent landscape is like in Japan. And I know what these companies are looking for. They're looking for English speaking technical talent. And that is extremely mm-hmm. hard to find in Japan. And so I know that if I went back to North America to compete on the technical aspect alone, Again, maybe, maybe I'll be fine. I don't even know. But it, yep. it makes me think sometimes in those dark depths of the night. When the broccoli is not there. <laughs> Where's my broccoli? <laughs> like, would, would I still be able to have this job if I didn't live here? Wow. And I think if I were a software engineer, right? Again, I'm sure a lot of software engineers are also sort of doubtful about their own competency. And there's a lot of like, imposter syndrome there, too. but. It does make me feel like sometimes if I were a software engineer and a competent one, I wouldn't be thinking this. I could go back, to, I can go to any country in the world and get a job easily. And is that the case for myself right now? I don't know. And I will never know unless I move countries, but it's a thought that's at the back of my head sometimes. That is very interesting. You know, in the same vein, I honestly have the same exact same sentiment. Oh no, <laughs> we're all failures. We're all failures. The, the simple fact is that Asia does not churn out the same number of software engineers as North America. Yeah, and nowhere near and, the same quality, at least here in Japan. Sorry, yeah, Japan. I'm not gonna, I'm not going to say any, any markets, but it's just a cold truth. And so while I'm in this unsaturated market, I looked so hireable. Right? Whereas... I think back, exact same thing. If I went back to North America or if I tried to like interview for American companies, like, you know, well-known ones, would I even have a shot? Because thinking back, when I was like this university dropout working for this 15-person, 14-person startup, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm using this product. It's so awesome. One day it'd be nice to work there. I don't think that'll ever happen in my life though. Mm. And about four, no, three... I should know about four and a half years later, it happened. I got hired at that exact company. Mm-hmm. And I have to give 
part of the reason that I got hired, my location. Mm. And so, yeah, we're both, we're both, we both have imposter syndrome. Yeah, I, I suppose so. Yeah. Mm. Well, guess there's something to be jealous of then. Yeah. <laughs> everyone's, everyone's insecure. The grass is always greener on the other side. I think so. In some ways, yeah. yeah. We're all just anxious little things. Yeah. Okay. Oh, man. Next question. To tie it back to the theme of far from home. Okay. Do you want to ask the questions? Sorry, I put a few. Oh, I thought, okay. Yeah, I was confused. I thought you put three questions, but it's just one. It's one two-line question. Were you surprised when the other person decided to move to Asia? How did it make you feel? Are you surprised by how their life turned out in Asia? Okay, this is three questions. LOL. Wait, why did I read that? You should have read it. This is your question. Oh, sorry. Thanks, Wait, thanks for reading it. Is it? Yeah, I don't know. I thought whatever. Okay. I guess I guess for some context, I moved to Asia first by maybe about a year, and then Alex moved a year later. Was it really just a year? I guess it was. It was a year. Okay. So actually no, this is for me to ask you. Were you surprised when the other person decided to move to Asia? Not entirely, actually, because because your girlfriend was living in Asia and the plan at the time was to move to Asia to somehow reunite. At least that was the plan at the time. That was the plan. That worked out <laughs> that worked out great. <laughs> so in some ways I wasn't too surprised that it happened. To be honest, sometimes I'm surprised you're still here. <laughs> <laughs> I Get just out. choked on my water. <laughs> oh God. Okay. How did it make you feel? Um, I guess I was glad. I'm glad to have a friend back in the time zone. Another someone to talk to during the day. That's always nice. Uh huh. Um, and am I am I surprised by how their life turned out in Asia? I guess in some ways, in some ways, I'm surprised how much, at least from my perspective, it feels like you like life in Asia. Oh, interesting. If that makes any sense. Because Very interesting. Like anyone who knows me knows that like I've always been this little bitch complaining about my life in Canada, <laughs> driving everywhere mm-hmm. and whatever, not fitting in and whatnot. So I don't think I'm just answering my own question, but I don't think anyone's too surprised that I ended up here, at least for a period of my life. It's something I always said I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. If you spoke to me when I was a student. But I feel like you never really had too many gripes with Canada, with the cold. You don't mind the cold, which is surprising to me. It's great. I love snowboarding. Oh my God. <laughs> you, like, you really, ha- you had a car and you loved that car. I love that car. And I guess you gave up a lot to be here. And for, for that reason, I sort of thought, oh, Alex will be here for a year or two and then go back. Um, but here you are. And yeah, you seem to enjoy it more than I would have thought. So I think that's what surprised me from all this. Oh, I thought you were going to say like, I expected Alex to fail in Asia or something. <laughs> no, no. And I, I don't, I don't know like the whole identity aspect too of how, how you felt in Toronto. Did you feel like you fit in? Do you feel like you fit in more in Singapore? And I know that mm. there's other aspects of in Singapore, they speak Mandarin, but you never spoke Mandarin growing up. And in Singapore, you know, Singapore is like its own country and you didn't come from Singapore, of course. Your parents didn't come from Singapore, so it's a bit different and whatnot. But I don't know how you feel about that. But yeah, I feel like you've enjoyed it maybe more than I would have thought. Mm. I think 
so growing up, I probably went to Asia less than you did. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the first time I went to Asia, I was in grade seven. I was 13 years old. And it really compares to our other friends in Toronto, where it's like, oh, I go to Hong Kong or I go to China or I go wherever. Yeah. Every other year, maybe every three years. Some friends but, would just go back for the whole summer. You just say bye. And yeah. They, they'd be back in September. Exactly. Yeah. And part of the reason why I didn't go back often is because I don't really have much family left in Hong Kong or, or Asia for that, for that matter. Yeah. But I don't know. Growing up, I wish my Chinese was better. Okay, not that moving to Singapore has made my Chinese any better. But <laughs> I was like, I never had that Asia experience that everyone else did. Mm. So when... When my girlfriend first floated the idea of like, hey, maybe I should like try looking for an internship or a job in in Asia, uh, specifically Hong Kong, I was like, dude, go for it. I was I was so pumped for her, right? Mm-hmm. And when it happened, I was just like, okay, one, I was definitely lonely when she left, <laughs> but two, I was just like, fuck, dude, I want to go to Asia now. She's okay. She was having the time of her life. Yeah, but I yeah. also really wanted to try it because. Because I always had that fear of you move to a foreign country and it's like you're back in a year. It's like, yeah, I had no friends. I came back mm. because I was lonely. Mm. But she she flourished. Like she was like a huge role, role model in how to how to survive and and excel. Yeah. And so I was like, damn, I really want to have that experience. I want to have that on my bucket list to do. Yeah. And so she was looking for a full-time job in Hong Kong, and I was just like, fuck it. Same. So yeah, I mean. That's kind of the reason why I moved to Asia. But the reason why I'm staying here for now is just because, dude, taxes are so low compared to Canada. <laughs> but, on the, but like, seriously, life is just good in Asia. Things are so well planned in Singapore that it's, it's just not even comparable to Canada. Um, yeah. And while I'm young and don't have responsibilities, it's totally fine to just not bum it out in Singapore, but just ha- try out a different life. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You got to answer the question now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Was I surprised when the other person decided to move to Asia? I think it has to go back before that. It had okay. to go back all the way to when, when did you first start learning Japanese? Like, when did you start taking it seriously? That started in 2016. Oh, okay. Um, I guess I wasn't that surprised. Because you were always, you always had gripes about like, oh, Canada's so cold. This commute sucks. I can tell I don't like the cold. I don't like this. <laughs> da, 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 da. And, <laughs> and man, you had time of your life when you were in Asia. You had like yeah. so much fun. I mean, you did gripe about not knowing Japanese when you lived in Japan for like those few months after your internship. Yeah. Um, sorry, not internship, your exchange term. But yeah, I could kind of see you being like, all right, guys, I want to just peace out. And I didn't expect you to stay for so long. As well, really? Yeah, I thought I'd be back. I you thought I'd have no yeah. friends. I'd give up. I'd return back with my suitcases. Nothing <laughs> as else. As a failure, as a failure, and go back to my corporate nine to five, two hour commute a day job. Yep. Yep. Um. Wow. No, I thought you would miss Canada a bit more because okay. I knew Japan was such a um, homogeneous country. Yeah. That I don't know if you could have fit in or found the friends that you found. Yeah, um, and create in some connections ways, that created. When I think about where my life is today and how I haven't met anyone really in the past year, and I think about when I came here to Japan, 
mm. how I moved into a house where no one spoke English. Yeah. I would just go out every weekend and meet new people at events. Yeah. And they became my friends. When I think back to those days, I think, what the hell was I thinking? All that COVID, you know? How did I do that? Yeah. It's awesome. I, I suppose so. I'm genuinely like impressed by the, the quality and amount of friends that you've made in Japan. And <laughs> thanks, because they've been dwindling. <laughs> Guys, no, stop leaving. <laughs> the, the reason is that like the huge majority of my friend group in Singapore yeah, they're they're piggybacked off the 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 jobs that I've worked. Uh, yeah. yeah, almost everyone that I've met in Singapore has been through my work. Yeah, um, not not just my teammates, but like people I met during orientation when I joined a new company. Um, just kind of kind of that. I mean, yeah. my brother had his own circle of friends that I didn't really want to intrude on, so I didn't get too close with them. But yeah, I didn't go around picking up garbage. On a beach and meeting meeting cute girls. Wait, what? Yeah. Like for for reference, this was a day when I wanted to meet people, so I literally woke up at like six, took a train ride an hour and a half to the beach, and picked up garbage all day with strangers. And and I didn't didn't meet anyone. You felt like shit. Yeah, because no one would go with me. Thanks, friends. (laughs) So I went alone. (laughs) Oh, true. They're friends that listen to the pod. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was just like, damn, because I tried, I tried going to a few meetup.coms and Ugh. it didn't, it didn't, didn't pan out so well. That's probably was, for the best, Alex. Wait, what do you mean? Wait, how's that any better than your garbage picking up friend? <laughs> friends? Meetup is just not for me. Yeah, it was, it's, it's tough meeting people. It's hard to like yeah. get that spark of mutual connection yeah it's it's really dependent um yeah yeah wait what else is in your question am i surprised by how their life turned out in asia i guess you kind of answered that i i guess i was surprised by the um the job market in japan needing a native english speaker i kind of thought like those jobs didn't really exist they don't really they're extremely rare they're so rare but you found like two really really good positions um that like honestly yeah for you. it was it's almost felt like digging in a pile of dirt and finding two diamonds like it's i've been extremely extremely lucky to have found these jobs and to be able to build a career in japan i think a lot of people who come here mm-hmm. they have to either pick japan or their career yep. and they make yep. a sacrifice and i am part of this extreme minority where I've been able to enjoy living here and pursue a career. Yeah. I dude, I feel so strongly about that. Cause when you first moved to Japan, the one thing I, that I did think about was like, dude, that's kind of career suicide. Yeah. You, you, you gave, you killed yourself career wise. Yeah, I was yeah. like, you had a, you had a decent paying job at a well-known company, you know, you're making, you know, it was good. And then you suddenly moved to Japan to take a Japanese class I agree. Thinking back to that whole phase of my life, I was like, what the hell is he thinking? That might be the most confusing action I ever took. Can we please uh, revert? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. But I mean, after finding out that you had so much commitment and drive to move to Japan, I was like, okay, yeah, nothing's going to stop you. It's going to happen no matter what. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, looking back, it's been a good 10 years. Yeah. No one, no one moves to Japan to progress in their career. Nobody does. Nobody like, does I, that. I will say that too. After you do meeting... that when you're lost and you don't know what to do. <laughs> and you like anime. Yeah, yeah. I'm raising my hand, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's so it's true. true. I've, I've, I've met tons of people in my life here in Japan so far. And I can tell you that, and like, this is not necessarily a bad thing. There are many things you could pursue in life, but the people who come here, usually a career is not one of them. Yep. Yep. All right. Now here is the juiciest like part that everyone's been waiting for. The title of this episode, a <laughs> oh, friendship yeah. <laughs> almost falling apart. It almost did during this episode. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not it. But you can notice that, you know, this, this episode's almost done and like we're almost at the end of this episode and you and we still haven't said why no never <laughs> our friendship never really fell apart <gasps> alex you piece of shit you clickbaited everyone it was oh, no! i mean we've just had a really good friendship overall like we never had crazy assumptions about each other and like you said we're broccolis so it's like broccoli folks like broccoli yeah and the last the last piece of advice i can leave with leave you with is one thing that I the secret thing that I developed with my roommate in university okay how I kept a very strong friendship and communication with him okay is this thing called roomy recap okay I don't know what's what's the thing you call that has like two letters or like multiple words with the same letter in the beginning alliteration yeah yeah is this what I, I call honesty hour Oh yeah, it's it's the same thing. So okay, my so my roommate and I were sharing a room uh, in university, and so at the end of every day, I would tell him like, "Yo, it's roomy recap time," and it's just a time for you to air out anything that happened in the day, anything you want to go over. You know, sometimes I was salty at him, sometimes he was salty at me, and dude, sometimes if we didn't have that, the other person would just keep that bottled up. Yep. And that is not what a broccoli does. I'll have you know. <laughs> a broccoli like just, just, just throws people under the bus all the time. Yep. Yep. And I don't know. It's a way for you to like practice getting into that mode of clear communication, honesty, and yeah, having a good friendship. Yeah. yeah. I do I that suppose. with my girlfriend sometimes. Yeah. You just... I know you do. You do yeah. it with everyone. I do it with her. Did I do it with you when I lived in Japan? I don't know, but you just like to stir up shit. Yeah. That's my conclusion. I like stirring up. I like making sure everyone's on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's nothing kept under the rug when Alex is around. The broccoli is here, baby. <laughs> he pulls up the rug. <laughs> we're, we're sweeping this all out. I'm here. Eat your veggies. Uh, okay. Ten years of my bottled up angst. Oh, man. Okay. This is a very long episode. Um, I very much hope that you found this interesting because it's pretty fun to record. We got to we got to learn more stuff about each other. I am stressed. My cortisol levels, the stress hormone, are just off the charts right now. That was oh, an extremely yeah. stressful conversation. What's what's new with friendship with Alex? <gasps> That's kind of it. I yeah. need to call my therapist. Anyways, you can find us on all the streaming platforms: Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and we will catch you on the next one. See you. Bye. <laughs> Wasn't this a fun episode?